Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crescent Podcast. Wow, I can't believe that we're basically halfway through January 2022. I hope everyone had just such a lovely holiday season. For me, it was so wonderful to be able to really the first time all year take some time off to really be present and enjoy the season, time with family, time with friends. So for me, it was super, super restorative. And then for any of you who follow me on social media, you'll know that just last weekend I had my annual New Year's staycation, which is where I just go away to some local hotel and basically spend the time journaling, processing the last year, the highs, the lows, what I like to call the positives and the pivots. (laughs) So I always love to really note what went well, what were some of my best achievements, what were some of the ways I really grew the most, and then where do I need to pivot? So not necessarily a negative or a failure, but a place where I did it this way last year and I see that maybe a pivot is due to make it more effective or to kind of make sure this pattern doesn't continue on into the new year. So That was super, super lovely for me. For anyone who knows me well, you know that I am such an introvert. And so really the time alone is when I recharge. And so the holidays were wonderful, but truly this little staycation of mine really, really recharged me and got me so energized and excited for everything to come this year. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to start doing more solo episodes just with the business now. It's so fun to be able to share more and more of what's going on here at the Crescent, client testimonials, behind the scenes, what what the heck am I even doing here? <laughs> and so, but something that I am so, so excited for this year is that I myself... I'm committing to a year's worth of EVOC sessions with myself. And so to answer your question, yes, I can do EVOX on myself, just like I do it with clients. And at the beginning of last year, I was doing a weekly EVOX with myself for a little bit. But then once the business really was up and running, I had my office space, I just got swept up in it in the most beautiful way. But I did let so many of my good healthy habits kind of fall to the wayside and my health did suffer because of that emotionally and physically. And so this year I'm so excited to sort of set some boundaries with myself, honestly, with work schedule making sure there's sort of non-negotiables when it comes to certain things like um, journal time, sunlight exposure, good eating, and Evox. So I'm so excited because what I want to do is commit to one Evox a week for the entire year. 
and then share my own Evox sessions and epiphanies and what was coming up with you guys in a podcast episode. So I'm going to try this out. Honestly, sharing it in the episode might be a total dud. It might not work. You guys might hate it. So we're going to play it by ear. But I just kind of thought, you know, because Evox is abstract, it's a newer technology that a lot of people don't know about. They don't really understand how it can help them or what it is. I thought, what a great way to really show how Evox can help by literally just sharing how it's helping me with each session. So the session, the Evox session that I had with myself, I was actually coming back to an Evox series that I had started with myself kind of early last year, early 2021. And for those of you who don't know what I say when I'm, what, what I mean when I say Evox series is when I'm working with clients, I like to set up a series of Evox sessions related to this broad topic, whatever the topic is that they're coming to work through, we will identify this overarching topic and then we'll identify some subtopics or roots to this topic so that we can start to address this issue, hopefully from a variety of different angles, starting to address the root emotional issues or the root emotional causes to the overarching topic, right? Because it's very rare that just a one-off Evox session is going to fix all the reasons or all the issues we have going on. Just like a one-off counseling session is rarely going to solve all the stuff. It takes, you know, a little bit. So in general, I like to do three to five sessions on a topic, sometimes a little bit more if it's really deep-seated. So the reason I'm giving you this context is because I came back to an Evox series that I was working on earlier in the year with myself. And it was a series on fear of success. So my intention going into this series was to help myself identify what are the root causes to this fear of success that I have? What are some of the subconscious limiting beliefs that are playing in the background of my mind that are making me afraid of success and in turn showing up as patterns of self-sabotage keeping me from getting to where I really want to go because this fear is lingering deep down. So to give you an example of the roots I'm talking about, so for me the overarching topic of this Evox series was fear of success. And I identified four potential subtopics. One of them was this limiting belief that success is exhausting. The other one is fear of losing loved ones. The third one was fear of judgment and vulnerability. And then the fourth one was fear of being too busy. So what's wonderful with Evox and the technology is that whether it's with myself or with a client, I can identify some potential roots and then actually do a quick bio scan to see of the roots that we've identified, maybe it's three, maybe it's five, we can see which ones of those the body actually wants to evox on. So in my case, I identified these four roots and I did the scan and it came back saying evox on all of these subtopics. 
Now, sometimes we'll identify five subtopics and the scan might come back and say, okay, only evox on these three. So then I'll suggest to the client or with myself, okay, we're only going to have three evox sessions and here are the three topics that I'm suggesting for each session. So now that you've got a little bit of context, keep in mind that this was a series I had started basically when I was launching the business because I could feel these fears sort of simmering beneath the surface and keeping me stuck, keeping me from really going full force or just foreshadowing everything I was doing with this fear. So I started the series, but getting so caught up in launching the business, I didn't finish it. And so I wanted to start by coming back to this series and finishing it. So the Evox session that I had last week was on one of the subtopics of fear of losing loved ones. And this is where we really get to the juicy part because what I'm going to be sharing is what thoughts and feelings and memories were coming up for me throughout the Evox session, what epiphanies I was having that the Evox session was really stirring up within me. So again, for any who don't know what an Evox session looks like, I did record an episode on Evox only. So I will make sure to link that in the show notes if you guys want to get kind of a more broad overview of Evox. But essentially, once we've identified the topic, we're actually in the session. I'm going to give you guys just a quick overview. That way, everything else I say makes sense. But once we're in the session, we're going through a series of rounds. And in each round, there's two things that happen. First, we record a voice map. And I'm not going to explain what that is. You can go listen to the Evox podcast on that because I don't want to make this just a repeat of that. But so first we record a voice map and then we go into the biofeedback where we're outputting the frequencies to help balance the emotions. And so in the session, we'll keep going from round to round in this kind of methodic pace where we record an audio and then we do the biofeedback and then we record an audio And while the individual or myself in this case is receiving the biofeedback, the frequencies, I will give them a prompt to think about, okay, here's what I want you to think about during this output and then see what answers, what thoughts, what memories come up from your subconscious during the output. So that is what I'm going to be sharing. I'm going to be sharing basically the thoughts that my subconscious was revealing to me during throughout this session. So Right off the bat, the question, because remember, the topic I was evoxing on in this session is fear of losing loved ones. And that if I'm if I become too successful, I'm gonna lose loved ones. And so I started right off by just asking myself in my head, why am I afraid of this? And man, I'm telling you guys, this session was probably one of the most impactful sessions I've ever had. There were so many epiphanies coming up for me in this session. So I am so, so excited to share it with you guys. It is definitely incredibly vulnerable to share these things. So please be gentle with me. (laughs) I am a work in progress just as much as anyone else that I work with or who is listening to this. And But that's the beauty of this is that we're all hopefully on this path of growth, of healing, And for me, Evox is such a powerful tool and that's why I wanted to 
get trained in it and be able to offer it to others because it was so truly profound for me. So I started off the session by asking myself, why am I afraid that I'm going to lose loved ones? And the answer that immediately popped into my head was that I'm actually not afraid that I'll lose them. I'm afraid that I'll be the one to sort of estrange myself from them or that my ego is going to get in the way and people are no longer going to want to be my friend as the success comes and my ego grows. As I was being really honest with myself with this, just seeing like, oh, wow, I'm actually afraid that I'm going to push these people away because my ego has gotten so big. And if I'm being totally honest with myself, I really did see over the last year or two as I've started to pursue some bigger things, my ego did sort of pop up and there were feelings of, wow, look at me, maybe I am better. And it's so, ugh, I almost am just cringing even saying this, but those emotions really were there. And part of it is, yes, I'm proud of myself for doing these things, but there definitely was an undercurrent of ego. And I imagine that probably family and friends experienced this to a degree over the last year of maybe just feeling like, oh, she thinks she's better than me because she's doing this. So I definitely have some conversations I need to have with those closest to me, talking it out, acknowledging this, apologizing for it. But it was so interesting because when this epiphany just came into my mind during the session, it really did hit me of like, oh, wow, yeah. It's not that I'm afraid my friends and family aren't going to accept me if I step into bigger things. It's that I'm afraid I'm going to get so egotistical that they're not going to want to be around me. I'm, I'm going to become someone these people don't even like. <laughs> so then the next question that I asked myself going into the next output was, why do I act like that sometimes? Why deep down do I think I'm better or do I act like I'm better because I'm pursuing certain things? And again, it's it was just so wild how quickly my subconscious was bringing up these answers because literally the very next thought after I asked myself that question was, oh, it's just a mask. It's just a mask to cover my own deficiencies. This egotistical side of oh well I'm doing this and this is what I've accomplished yada 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 is just a mask to really hide the fact that I'm just a few steps ahead Um, and I'm really I'm just figuring this out as I go and I'm on my own healing journey and so this ego side that has been coming out is really just a mask to actually hide all the fears simmering underneath Things that I have maybe been silently judging people for over the last two years are actually the exact same things I myself have, but just have rejected or beat down or have been trying to deny. And by the way, I see this, this is so often the case that the thing we're judging everyone else for is the part of ourselves that we're afraid to look at or we're afraid to address or admit that we need to work on. And so (laughs) in my case, this was so, so true in the sense that I think maybe what I have been judging people for and, and not in like a truly demeaning way, but just sort of getting egotistical about is, oh, look at them. They're, they're stuck in 
uh, the hamster wheel. They're stuck in this cycle. Um, they're afraid to face their their dreams. They're afraid to pursue their dreams. They're afraid to face their fears and getting kind of judgy about that when in reality, I am so often in that exact same place. And so the next question I asked myself is, why am I rejecting these things about myself? And again, the answer popped right up from my subconscious was, it's easier. It's easier to reject these things than step into the fear, lean into the fear and actually address them. In my own mind, I use this analogy of the hamster wheel. And the hamster wheel in my mind really just represents this space in life where everything is easy. We're at an equilibrium and even if deep down we're discontent, this is the easiest place to go. There's not going to be anything shaking up my life. I don't have to face my fears. If I'm here in this place, I'm safe and everything is easy. And so I, you know, maybe over the last two years have been getting judgy of people who I see staying on the hamster wheel because it's safe and easy. When in reality, even though I have moments where I'm off the hamster wheel and I'm diving full force into my dreams and addressing my fears and trying to heal up past hurts, there are absolutely moments where when the fear becomes overwhelming, I see the hamster wheel. I see what it is. I see that it's not going to get me to my goals, but I willingly climb back on it because it's safe and it's easy. What an epiphany that was. A painful one, right? The truth isn't always very pleasant, but it was so freeing to be able to have that epiphany within my own mind of, I'm judging people for the very things I do. And at the end of the day, it's just to keep myself safe. So if you guys are starting to see the trend, basically whatever comes up during the output, whatever emotions and thoughts and answers are coming up, that is what's going to determine whatever question I ask myself or the client next. And so after this epiphany came up of, yeah, sometimes I willingly get right back on that hamster wheel because it's safe, I asked myself, why do I do this? And immediately the first memory that popped up was going back to college. And there's a little bit of background context I have to give you guys here. But basically the memory that came up was junior year of college. I was going into my third year of playing for my university soccer team, which I had been recruited for. I was on scholarship. It was a dream of mine. And long story short, I ended up very, very suddenly leaving the team right before the season actually started. There is so, so much more that I can say about this. And I might share more maybe in this episode, maybe in another one about this specific experience and kind of what led up to that. But really, the the message is that this was back 2014, I believe. So eight years ago. And I have known from the moment I made that decision that it was heartbreaking. It was one of the most painful events of my entire life. I was in probably a proper depression for about a year after that. And I don't even know if that's something that friends and family were really aware of, but I was well and truly depressed for a solid year. But I have known for years 
that there have been so many repressed emotions related to this event. And it's really, truly the only thing in my life that I can say I have regrets about. And it was something where I would have recurring dreams about this that would haunt me and I'd wake up crying so sad about it. So long story short, this was an extremely traumatic event for me personally and one that I have never fully processed. So it wasn't really a surprise per se that it came up in this session when I asked myself, why do I want to feel safe? Why do I always try and protect myself? And I think another really good way to kind of put this into context, I was reading the book, um, I believe it was Capital Gains by Chip Gaines. And there was a quote in there, something along the lines of, when you've been hurt so badly, it's really appealing to never put yourself in a situation where you're going to be hurt that badly again. And I think that so represents what happened with me here in this scenario where it was truly maybe one of the top two events of my life where I was so, so, so deeply hurt and heartbroken and crushed. And I can now so clearly point to that event as the starting point for so many negative patterns that came from it. And so many of those actually came up in this Evox session. Something that became really clear for me in this session was that after this event, patterns of self-sabotage really, really started. And it looks like different things, but one of the ways that this self-sabotage started to manifest for me was when I ran into a barrier, I would, instead of trying to go, oh, okay, here's a little bit of a barrier, let me try and break through this, I would basically just pivot and run away from it and change my goals so that I didn't really have to address that barrier. When I was really reflecting on this time in my life, being on this team, it was really the first time in my entire life, right? I had played soccer for years. I was always the captain, voted captain on every team. I was always a full-time starter. Uh, To give a little bit more context, I was a defender, but about a year or two before college, I was forced to play goalkeeper and ended up getting recruited as a goalkeeper to Cal Baptist University. So long, long story short, I get to CBU. I'm 17 years old and I wasn't a starter. I wasn't a captain. It was really the first time in my life that I wasn't the star. And I really didn't know how to handle that. And it sounds so superficial, guys, I know. But keep in mind, there. even though it's not like, okay, no, I wasn't like physically abused It wasn't that kind of trauma. It's more of a little T trauma, but it was still just as profound for me. And so I, it was really, I felt like a failure, not being a starter. I was also incredibly conflicted because I never really wanted to play goalkeeper. I wanted to be a defender. And so there was also this aspect of, I felt like I had denied myself and listened to what all the other people around me were saying instead of listening to my own intuition, my own deepest desires, which was saying, you want to be a defender. So commit 
to listening to that voice and getting recruited as a defender, not a goalkeeper. So that was something else that was going on is I I wasn't a starter, so I was already unhappy. But I also, it was like, even when I did start or did play, it wasn't even a position that I enjoyed. And so this game that I was so deeply, deeply in love with, I never enjoyed the same as soon as I became a goalkeeper. But I think really the moral of the story here that I saw again from this Evox session was that this was one of the biggest challenges I had ever run into in my life. And I was not well equipped to deal with all the facets of this challenge. And ultimately, I, you know, quote unquote, resolved the challenge by running away from it, by quitting the team instead of rising to the challenge, really, really applying myself and going, okay, how can I figure this out? I was so deeply crushed by the situation that I was in that that pain really foreshadowed all of my decisions. And so I felt totally stuck. I felt like there was nothing I could do. And so I ended up just quitting, basically. And again, I see now so clearly where this was really the first time in my life where I was faced with a challenge And instead of rising to the challenge, applying myself and really problem solving it, really acknowledging the emotions I was feeling, I just ran away. And this was the start of a pattern of self-sabotage that involved me running away, right? We have goals in life. And for me, a goal, for example, was to play on this team. And sometimes when we run into barriers, we try and break the barrier down. The goal is still there and we're like, no, I'm not giving up. I'm going to break this barrier down so that I can get to my goal. Well, this whole scenario led me to, in other situations in life, having this pattern of, oh, I've got this goal. I run into a barrier. Uh, Well, instead of really applying myself and breaking this barrier down, I decide, oh, you know, I convince myself basically, oh, you know what? I didn't really want that goal. And basically, instead of trying to face the barrier, I just find a new goal and leave that completely so that I never really have to address it and break it down. Now, this pattern is something I have been aware of for several years, and it's something that I I get so frustrated with myself, and sometimes I can feel it pulling, you know, coming up and trying to rise to the surface. But I had never really pinpointed before this Evox session that this pattern really originated from this event in my life. So that in and of itself was a huge epiphany of just, wow, I really see that this negative pattern I'm trying to clear has a very, very defined root cause. And I think that helps us feel less like, oh, I'm just broken. This is just how I am inherently to... No, I experienced a trauma, big T or little t, that then created this pattern. And as I start to address this trauma, hopefully that pattern is going to start to clear up. So in the next output, one of the things I was asking myself was, why did quitting this team feel like such a loss for me? Because it truly felt like a death in a sense of something, a death of dreams, a death of identity, And I was really trying to ask myself, why did it feel so heavy? Because 
throughout my life, it's not like I was ever one-dimensional. I really was very multifaceted. Even when I was the star on the soccer team, I was really good at school. I loved to bake. I was into photography. So I actually had so many other facets to my personality that I definitely could pursue. It wasn't like all I was was soccer. And so when soccer ended, I had no idea what to do. But something I realized was that even though I was always so good at so many different things and I really did kind of rise to the top of whatever situation I was in, I was kind of the star of whatever environment I was in. But something that really hit me so fully in this session was that soccer was the place where I felt so safe to just shine authentically, unapologetically, without reserves. Whereas maybe in other parts of my life, there was more fear and a timidness that kind of kept me quieter or at bay or just afraid of being truly authentically myself. But soccer was the place where I could be totally free and myself and just shine so damn bright. And so the next thought that popped into my head was literally these words came into my mind. Once I quit the team, I'll be invisible. That was literally what my subconscious revealed is without soccer, I'll be invisible. No one will notice me. I'm not going to shine anymore. I'm just going to fade into oblivion. And at this point, of course, I'm crying because <laughs> you realize the truth of this these words that are coming up of, wow, I've been holding on to this belief for years, ever since that moment happened and maybe even before. And subconsciously for eight plus years now, I've been feeling like I'm invisible and I'm doomed to be invisible for the rest of my life. So there were tears of, first of all, just acknowledging that grief and then tears of relief of, oh my God, I'm so glad that came up so that I can identify that and start to release that. But what was so fascinating for me is I tell clients all the time, right? Whatever our subconscious believes, it's going to act accordingly to confirm those beliefs. And so as soon as I had that epiphany, I really started to see how this limiting belief had been playing out in my life ever since. And it really had been playing out this subconscious belief of I'll be invisible now. I'll never shine that brightly again. It had really been playing out in these patterns of staying small, of being afraid to shine brightly, of really diminishing my authentic self to cater to everyone else. And it was just like, holy shit. (laughs) I didn't realize how free I had felt in this space of soccer, how safe I had felt to just truly be myself. And on the flip side, maybe how unsafe it had felt to be myself in other situations, just in everyday situations, in work, in school, in business, how unsafe I had felt to just be authentically me. Really from that moment of quitting the team for the past eight years, so much fear has clouded everything and grief, really. I think fear and grief of I guess I'm never going to be seen again. I'm never going to shine that brightly. And then also just feeling like it's not safe 
to shine brightly. It's not safe to be myself authentically. It's not safe to pursue my dreams for whatever reasons. And so it has played out in me doing just that, in me not pursuing my dreams, in me staying small, in me self-sabotaging when I am trying to step into something bigger, in me, again, sort of keeping myself small in situations and not being myself authentically. So that was a huge, huge epiphany for me in this session was, holy shit, um, I see this pattern. I've been aware of this pattern, but again, identifying really the source of it was huge for me. Something else that became so clear to me as I was really mulling over all these thoughts was that soccer not only was a place where I felt safe, it really was my foundation. Even though I was multidimensional, I had a lot of other interests and things I was involved in, soccer was the foundation. Soccer was the compass that guided all of my other decisions. Yes, I had other friend groups. Yes, I had other activities I was doing. But all of those other activities were based on the soccer schedule. And so it really hit me hard during this session that, oh, when I left soccer, it felt like I no longer had a foundation. I no longer had a compass to base my decisions off of. But what was so fascinating, and I'm almost done, guys, so just hang with me. What was so fascinating that came up from this was the last few years, I've really been struggling with this idea of, I think in society today, we kind of want people to be one-dimensional, or at least we want we want to be able to describe them in one term. They are a therapist. They are a doctor. They are an engineer. And sort of ascribing these one-liners to people. And over the last few years, I've just really been feeling so much like, first of all, there is no one-liner to describe me. So I don't know how to describe myself. And I'm trying to fit myself into the one-liner theory. And it doesn't feel good. It doesn't work. And so that really tied in so well to this epiphany that came up of, I don't have a foundation anymore. And maybe there's a part of me over the last eight years that's been looking for the one thing that's going to be the new foundation, the new compass. But is that truly, this was right, this is like epiphany after epiphany, just rolling into the next one. The next thought was, Am I truly looking for a foundation, a singular foundation, a singular compass because that's actually what I want or because that's what feels safe? It feels safe to be able to tell people, oh, this is who I am. This is what I do. Done. Give them the one liner and move on. So is that actually what I want or can I have a foundation that's multifaceted? So I think over the last few years, there's been this very subliminal subconscious battle within my head of, oh, I want safety. I want certainty. I want this singular foundation to define me, but yet I don't feel that I can be defined by singular terms. I don't want to be defined by just one thing. I want to have so many of these aspects of myself that I lean into and that I let shine through. And so there's been this, I think, inner battle between those two of, I want this one thing because it's safe and yet I want this other thing because it's true and authentic. Whew. So like I said, so many epiphanies coming out of that one session 
And truly within the very next day, I was already feeling myself freer and more confident to start to step into the bigger things I'm wanting to step into this year. That's one of the things I love about Evox is that really the change can happen so profoundly and we have these epiphanies, but then our behaviors can truly start to shift so quickly and profoundly as well. And that was really the case for me in this Evox session was it's like the pieces all of a sudden just click together these negative patterns turned off and I was really able to start to step into something new. So I hope that made somewhat of a sense to you guys. I know, again, just this idea of Evox and what is it is still very abstract. So I'm trying to make it a little bit more clearer. With that said, I would love to hear your feedback if you just have questions that are coming up from this. Or if you, you know, if you're, if you're just like, look, it's still really not clear this one part of it. Can you explain that more? I'd love to hear that. That way I can try and answer those questions in future episodes. So definitely the best way I think is either through email or through a DM on social media. And those will be in the show notes below. I'm a little scared to release this because it is so deeply vulnerable, but I also feel so overwhelmed with fulfillment and excitement because I know I learn from seeing other people's struggles and how they overcame them. And so I hope that this can be a little bit of that for you guys, seeing the stuff I'm working through and how I'm using this tool, this particular tool, Evox, to overcome some of these things. So if you made it here, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. And, you know, until next week's Evox session, everyone have an amazing week and weekend. Bye.